Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The all-new burn barrel. Huh? Is it the all-new burn barrel? I, I think it's the same old burn barrel. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, Albie. We may have to eventually abandon this song uh, when we um, we make any changes, which we might make, by the way. Uh, depending. Uh, depending. We've just found out. So let's get. Let's do the housekeeping first, and then we get to okay. do stuff. No, you know what? I'm going to do a little bit of meat, and then we're going to do the housekeeping. Okay. But it's related. So part of the housekeeping we're going to do is take the trash out after we're done doing consuming the things that we consume. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go. You think I you think I have enough time to unbreak the show so far? <laughs> so I this is I, I just want to bring up this thing. This is uh, this is this is pure. You you don't know probably Alice, but AG Tong is the Connecticut Attorney General is William Tong, and he is one of these, um, you know, the, one of these guy who's attracted to the warmth of the TV camera as much as possible. He was a state rep, and now he's trying to, he's on the ascent, he's on the up and up, and so, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to sue Twitter, and he's going after Instagram, and he's, whatever's popular at that moment, he's on top of it. You know, he'll find it. He will find his way in front of the camera, no matter what it takes. So today he's standing in front of the camera, at the podium with a with a packet, a box of hefty recycling trash bags. He is on the case. Uh, he is not going to let this happen. And here is the news item. Connecticut Attorney General William Tong is suing the maker of hefty trash bags. News ace Rich Capola joins us live with more on what Tong calls false advertising. Rich. 
Well, Darren, turns out those hefty recycling bags aren't actually recyclable. This according to Tong, who added they're no more recyclable than any other hefty garbage bag product. Tong said that any recyclable items placed inside the bags can't be effectively recycled and are diverted to the waste stream for disposal. He said Reynolds deceived Connecticut families and undermined our recycling systems. The lawsuit, Tong says, seeks to hold Reynolds accountable for these intentional misrepresentations. The problem is that these bags are not recyclable, not just in Connecticut, but as far as we can tell, anywhere in this country. The problem with this packaging and this box is that consumers like the Tong family in Stanford are going to buy these bags, put recyclables in the bags, put it into the stream of recycling, and not only the bags, but what's in the bags will not get recycled. Okay. So he's up there with his suit and his $1,000 smile, and he's showing everybody. Guess what word does not appear on the box of bags? Recyclable? Correct. <laughs> it never claims to be recyclable. They're just bags that say recycling on them or something, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. They're translucent. You can see through them. So if you want to something to hold your cans in or whatever because you throw your cans in, in the kitchen into something else, that's what you would do. Right. Now, the problem is that the Tong family will throw those out with the trash and they're not going to be recycled or the... Well, that's the Tong family's problem. Yeah, find out what's recyclable and right. then don't recycle things right. that don't meet the requirements. But I don't know. This is just so typical. I mean, this is a low-level, just a whorish thing to be doing. He obviously looked around. There is a class action lawsuit, not surprisingly, mm-hmm. in the country about this. So he looked around at clashactionlawsuits.net and said, what can I do this week to get onto the cameras? <laughs> and because he's just a he's just an ambulance-chasing lawyer of a different kind, this is what we've got. And these people ruin things. So now, probably have to have to make some changes in the perfectly good bag that works for everybody because there are bottom-feeding scumbags out there will now have to change something. Because an AG it wants to make new rules and just sweat people. And this is not... Tong didn't invent this. Mm-hmm. AGs everywhere are, are political climbers. That's what they're, they're, they're do. They're not in it to be attorney generaling that's not why they do the job they do the job to get in front of the camera it's a it's a good way to a senate seat or a governor's seat it's that's what precisely this is and you know it's a this is just a campaign stop really yeah and i mean every state is doing dumb things like this and the national the federal government does this as well it's i saw a thing the fda is trying once again they try this every few years to go after um, almond milk producers mm-hmm. for calling their product milk, even though nut milks have existed forever and people have always called them that. They need to change the labeling because it's very confusing to consumers who go to the store and think the almond milk comes from a cow. You know, um, Colorado just imposed. Have you heard about this at all? I don't know yet, Alice. Um, well, this is a big deal when we're talking about supply chain problems mm-hmm. and everything else. Colorado just decided that in order to maintain their roads better, they're going to start imposing special new delivery fees on anyone who delivers any product in the state of Colorado. So if you're like an internet retailer, if uh-huh. you sell things online, you now have to, by July 1st, 
So there's two weeks between now and when this goes into effect. Every online retailer needs to charge every customer. They can't just eat the fee. They need to charge every customer a 27 cent delivery fee to deliver the the goods, which of course has huge logistical problems in every big organization that they have to figure out how to now change all their operations for, you know, just the state of Colorado. Every you know, and and that's what this type of thing is. When you have like mm-hmm. A.G. Tong in Connecticut sitting here coming up with causing problems for businesses. Right. Whose side can I be a thorn in t- this week? Who can I cause a problem right. for? Which business and, and it's useless and, and is it, out there whose life yeah. isn't difficult enough yet? And, and, and all it's going to do is hurt consumers who don't have a problem whatsoever. This is not an issue. And I don't know where it's an issue. And, and, you know, uh, Connecticut now has a new truck tax as well. So now trucks, because they hurt the roads more, are hurting the roads more. There's a new uh, Connecticut surcharge on trucks over 18 feet or whatever it is. And now, now, how do you think trucks are doing right now? You know, there's a new diesel tax. It just kicks in Monday, uh, July mm-hmm. 1st as well. I mean, things are already, gas prices are already through the roof, but you're sticking it more and more. This is absolutely shows you how cancerous government is. Yeah, and and they do things in such a way that they tie their own hands so they can't undo them. A month or so ago, it was a big story in Maryland that they had done what Massachusetts tried to do years ago and index the gas tax to mm-hmm. inflation. Well, obviously this year that means oh, the gas great. tax is going up a lot. So it went from, I forget exactly what the numbers are, it was like 30-something cents to 40-something cents this year. It went up by like 9 cents a gallon just this year. And they're all going like, is there any way to stop it? We can't do anything. Nobody can undo it. It's impossible. Like They can't, nobody can figure out how to stop the gas tax right, from and going The index up. is great too because now it's just happening. There's no vote making it happen. It's not the evil legislature, which is by design, of course. Of course. So, uh, yeah, no. Every everything the government does always backfires, turns out wrong, makes lives difficult, you know, in businesses, for consumers, for everybody. Just everything they do all the time just makes your life worse. It's incredible the things that they do. Okay, so now that we've taken out the trash, let's talk about our housekeeping stuff that we have to get done here. Yes. One, Alice is 18 videos behind on uploading videos. We have heard, I have heard many complaints. There isn't a friend I've ever had or known who <laughs> hasn't let me know now that Less the video Less than 5% of our listeners don't are on value, YouTube. Don't you dare. Don't I love them. I love the 5%. How dare you? They're a great 5% of people. I'm Look not devaluing them. Jen I'm just Saki. saying. Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, 95% oh, of our goodness. listeners it's, have not had a service oh, interruption. The, oh, it's the, it's the great YouTube crisis. <laughs> of 2022 <laughs> says alice Saki. oh my god what a bitch it's just i'm sorry i'm sorry i apologize it is my fault i have had to go into the office for work this week i have been there 10 hours a day this week not including the commute so i have been oh you are <laughs> such a progressive now you're taking the soccer dive i'm being attacked i'm, so, being attacked. I'm just behind alice i'm sorry I will, stay up late. Being I will stay up late tonight oh. and put up all the videos because I love you five percenters. Felicia Shattuck, <laughs> you are shameless, I'm Alice. Sorry, you are shameless. I apologize. That is vicious. <laughs> all right, sorry. and um, what's the other? Oh, the other thing is that I screwed the, the Tom screwed our Patreon listeners. I can't, like that guy in California who gave away the gas for six sixty nine cents instead of six ninety five. I gave away the Patreon 
thing to the non-Patreon, our other, our, our normal tier folks who just uh, who subscribe to the podcast, got the special version With this the weekend. Patreon show. That's right. You know why I respect all of them? Nobody because, told us. Exactly. You it, know who told me? Who? Our son, who listens to the really? podcast. He said, why is the podcast so long this week? Oh, that is interesting. So, yeah, so that's that's right. So we will do an extra Patreon. Tomorrow night, maybe? Some, not maybe not tomorrow night, but maybe Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Okay. One of those days. Normally, Sunday, we do the extra one anyway. Oh, right. Okay. So Friday or Saturday. Okay. Or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe, we'll yeah. play it by ear. How about that? Yeah, I'll do it without you. You know, no, you since can't. Since we don't do video I... anymore anyway, apparently. Just... <laughs> we do do video. I'm recording the videos. I just have not had time to process and upload them. Okay, so what else? Um, was that the housekeeping? I think that was all the housekeeping. All right. Oh, the other thing you wanted to say about um, if you're looking for older episodes, too. Oh, right. So we now have a problem with SoundCloud. Who um, we've been we've been on since the very beginning. I used to use in Herald Radio. They used to they had a standout like really good player. People told us people told me when I first started this podcast that uh, that it's probably not the best place to start. It's not really a standard place to have an RSS feed come out of. Um, but so we, we used it. That's where the, that's where the source is. The original mm-hmm. upload is the SoundCloud, host, yeah. and they and from there the RSS feed goes out to to iTunes and all that stuff. Um, so. So we've been, you guys have a bunch of you reached out and said you'd want to listen to old episodes and like the first 35 or so are missing or whatever. And what happens is we didn't know this. I had no idea that SoundCloud, once you get to 500 or 450, 450, 450, that's all they give you and in the feed. So, so they start overwriting the first ones. Yeah, the old ones stop showing up. Mm-hmm. They play. They only put up like the four hundred and fifty newest episodes. Right, which or sucks. And we have appealed to SoundCloud, but they they don't seem to get it or give a flying f. And and so we are not pleased about that. So that's why we may make. A we change. may move to a different host. Um, but uh, it, but but the, you know whatever we do won't cost anything. Whatever. But if you want to hear those old episodes, those are up on the SoundCloud sites. Yeah, but you have to go directly to SoundCloud. They don't show up right. on so any SoundCloud. of the RSS. Just apps. hit SoundCloud, Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel, and you'll see that channel, and it's fascinating. Um, so there's that, and is that it? That's all the things I think. That's all the things. So, so <laughs> where do you want to start today? Um, among other things, George Washington University. GWU, I call it, Alice, um, is changing because the the logo is a guy, is a colonial. It's the, the team is called the Colonials. So if you go there, you're a colonial. They're changing the team and the likeness. The, so the name is going away. George Washington University, because it's exclusionary. It's not inclusionary. It's not inclusive enough. So And it's haters because he was an old white guy. So the team uh, logo is going away, and the name Colonials is going away, they said. At George Washington University. Now, it seems to me that going on that logic, a lot more things have to change. I would say so. The fact that they're named George Washington University, and that's what's problematic, right? Colonists George Washington. This is absolutely a prime example of them, of progressives going after the most sacred things so that if they can erase this one, then the, all the stuff that's less sacred is easily knocked out. So erasing George Washington University, the next logical thing, of course, is getting rid of the name George Washington. You can't have it. You make his name a slur. That goes away. And then, Alice, what's going to happen, undoubtedly, how problematic is Washington, D.C.? 
C. You got two baddies in there. You have the guy who ate slaves and started the slave trade and ate natives in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Columbus, that's Columbia, and George Washington, who was an evil slave master in Virginia. And that's all he did. <laughs> that's it. That's all either of them did. Columbus ate natives in the Caribbean and Washington and the slaves people. So that's that's all they did in their lives. Has to be reduced down to that. So they're going to be gone. This. So the, my biggest problem with this is that it's so incredibly stupid. Right. But we're supposed to. This is dumber, of course, than monkeypox having to be changed because it's offensive to monkeys or whatever. And Lizzo apologizing, as a fat black woman, apologizing for uh, saying spaz. This is all the same psychosis happening. Yeah, well, as a uh, graduate of a high school where the um, the mascot was the Minutemen, I assume that's not long for this world either. How can you be the Minutemen? Weren't they violent and uh, oppressors and colonizers and stuff? Absolutely. Minutemen didn't just muster to kill the English, which is, of course, good and encouraged because those are bad, uh, those are bad Northern Europeans. Minutemen mustered to fight. Yeah, I mean, many of peoples. them, including uh, George Washington himself, were. I mean, he wasn't a Minuteman, but you, many of the Continental Army were uh, had previously served and had military experience in the French and Indian Wars. That's so. That's obviously not going to fly. How can you have uh, that group of people as? as your mascot at your high school in what's a very woke town now. And I mean, not only that, but we've learned from the 1619 project and Pulitzer prize winning uh, author, Nicole Hannah Jones, that uh, in fact, America was founded in order to preserve slavery. So Mm -hmm. like how does 1776 and the Minutemen in particular and uh, Lexington and Concord, obviously one of which, uh, I hail from uh, how how can you possibly square that with the 1619 project and that view of U.S. Mm-hmm. history? You can't you can't celebrate that. Right. Right. And as you know, Ibram X. Kennedy was just on with Joe Scarborough today talking about being excited that his um, that his curriculum, his book is is, mm-hmm. is going to be curriculum in schools. So that's only going to reinforce the fact that it's being taught as fact. All this stuff is fact now, and that is just life. Tell, tell everybody why you wrote the book. Well, I, I wrote the book because the, the, the more that I, that I researched uh, this issue about race and children, the more that I continued on as a father, the more I realized that kids are actually the most vulnerable to racism. Yada, yada, yada. So now they're getting the books on how not to be how to be an anti-racist five year old. When he says kids are the most vulnerable to racism, does he mean that kids are more racist? Yes, that of seems they are. like a weird take to have. No, they're all they're, there's there's all sorts of white supremacists in, the, in kindergartens. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like he said more problems to racism. In other words, and he goes on to say, in other words, oh, light colors are good, are positive, and then black is dark and mean and bad. So. That's it. That's how we all get indoctrinated into the kindergarten clan at that young age. That's how it happens. Mm. But it's this is all reinforced and all reinforced. Here's Kamala Harris today at the National Museum of Asian Pacific American History and Culture. 
What do you think this uh, museum is going to highlight? This is a story about heroes who shaped our nation for the better. From the South Asian Americans who helped transform farming up and down the Pacific coast, to the Japanese Americans who defended our freedom during World War II, to the Chinese American garment workers who marched through the streets of New York City 40 years ago to win better pay and benefits for all workers. This is all. No, that's 30 seconds in. Okay. 30 seconds goes to the positive stuff. Now we go to the real reason for this museum. So, a story about some of our country's darkest moments. There we go. The Chinese Exclusion Act, the internment of Japanese Americans, the murder of Vincent Chen, discrimination against South Asian Americans after 9-11. First of all, what the hell is that? When was the discrimination of the South Asian Americans after 9-11? Where was that? Who was, what, did I, I was around for 9-11, I'm pretty sure I was here before and after. Wasn't there like one Sikh who was murdered? I believe that most of the discrimination happened on a very special episode of the West Wing, where a bunch of, not knowing it then, Trump fans went after Sikhs. And today's epidemic of hate, which is yep, fueling violent acts against many communities, oh. including... Are we still at the museum, ma'am, or no? Um, we were talking about the Chinese who built the railroad a minute ago, um, and now it doesn't feel like we are anymore. The AA and NHPI community. Because you see, this is also American history. And we must That's teach right. it as it really happened. So that we can learn... From our best moments? Yes, we get it. And from the worst moments, which is the ones we're really going to learn from. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. These people are just, it's just simply, it, it's so, it's so wonderfully obvious that this is just simply, just uh, simply trying to destroy every single institution. And you had one about the, uh, in, um, no, I don't want to go for it, the Miss Universe thing about Thinking menstrual health is only a niche topic for women excludes transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people who have that uh, in from conversation. Uh, this is from the Miss Universe thing. So there you go. That's right. Everybody does it. That's nothing to do. Women aren't women anymore. anymore. That's fine. That's fine. It's whoever we say are women are women now. And now that, that's that's the new the new truth is that. So that's where we are. I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's say that might be more accurate. I am cautiously optimistic that we may have hit peak insanity. I'm hoping. I'm hoping here that we may have hit peak insanity. So, I mean, there was this piece in The Intercept this week, too. Did you see this one? The piece is called The Elephant in the Zoom. Uh... I think I did. Meltdowns have brought progressive advocacy groups to a standstill at a critical moment in world history. So they're upset that the insanity among progressives is now so great that it's hobbling conservative groups. Um, so hobbling the, conservative or progressive I mean, sorry, progressive groups. Sorry. It's the... 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's hobbling their activists, their progressive activist groups, because mm-hmm. they're caught in these weird cycles of recrimination and calling outs and right. all these things. So, like, listen to this piece. Everyone acknowledged Zoom was a less than ideal forum for a heartfelt conversation on systemic racism and policing. But the meeting was urgent. And a little more than two months into the COVID lockdown, it would have to do. During the first week of June 2020, teams of workers and their managers came together across the country to share how they were responding to the murder of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis and to chart out what, if anything, their own company or nonprofit could do to contribute toward the reckoning with racial injustice that was rapidly taking shape. On June 2, one such huddle was organized by the D.C. office of the Guttmacher Institute, the abortion rights movement's premier research organization. Heather Boonstra, vice president of public policy, began by asking how people were finding equilibrium. One of the details we know because it was later shared by staff with PRISM, an outlet that covers social justice advocacy and the impacts of injustice. She talked about the role systemic racism plays in society and the way that their work could counter it. Staff's suggestions, though, turned inward, PRISM reported, including loosening deadlines and implementing more so their work deadlines. Right. That's what the the Guttmacher Institute could do to help solve systemic Mm -hmm. racism was they didn't have to get their work done on a timeline anymore. Loosening deadlines, implementing more proactive and explicit policies for leave without penalty. Staffers suggested additional racial equity trainings, noting that a previous facilitator had said that the last round had not included sufficient time to cover everything. With no black staff in the D.C. unit, uh-huh. <laughs> it was suggested that Guttmacher do something tangible for black employees in other divisions. Behind Boonstra's and the staff's responses to the killing was a fundamentally different understanding of the moment. For uh, her generation, the focus should have been the work of the nonprofit. For her staff, the question was better answered at home first. What could they do to make Guttmacher a better place? Too often, they believe managers exploited the moral commitment staff felt towards their mission, allowing workplace abuses to go unchecked. So how many? So how millennial is this? So it goes on. The business is run by an Afro-Latina woman. But this is like they're doing this in offices. In any business, like we just saw it at the Washington Post, too. If you give these people an inch, they will run wild and just go crazy and destroy your organization. You can't run a business that way. Nothing works this way. And so basically, uh, have you heard of uh, the Kraken Exchange? No. It's, so they're a crypto exchange. Oh, okay. uh, and the New York 
Times wrote a big piece about how uh, their CEO, who's like libertarian minded, just told people to pound sand, basically, if they didn't like Ugh. his uh, his free speech policies in the workplace. So they wrote a big piece about it. But he had a, a tweet thread where that I think it's like more CEOs need to do this. This is Jesse Powell of Kraken FX. We recently attempted to summarize what the culture has been in our company over the past 11 years and what we hope it continues to be. We had a few heated debates, and it turned out we have about 20 people out of 3,200 who are totally not on board. 60% of those have been with the company for less than six months, so no biggie except 20 unhappy people can sap the productivity out of another 400 with little effort. It basically works like a, whatever, a DOS attack. Uh, how did this happen? Lots of hiring fast without enough emphasis on culture and mission fit at a time when crypto was super hot. Tons of amazingly talented people were looking for a seat on the next rocket ship, not realizing it's more of a roller coaster. Great talent, bad fit. When things were rosy, everybody got along. When things started to look grim, sensitivities and misalignment came through. People focused on minor slights, first world problems rather than our big important mission to help billions of people. What were they upset about? DEI, Silicon Valley's version pronouns, whether somebody can identify as a different race and be allowed to use the N-word, whether differences in human sex exist at all, being respected and unoffended, being harmed by violent words. First world problems. We've got people in 70 plus countries speaking 50 plus languages in the company trying to build products for people in 190. Differing perspectives will be shared. That's diversity. It's not always easy. You've got to be resilient, humble, open, and highly tolerant of differing norms. I entertain debate for a bit because I'm open-minded. I can be convinced. Teams should have input into policies. Problem is, I'm way more studied on the policy topics. People triggered by everything. People get triggered by everything and can't conform to basic rules of honor debate. Back to a dis- dictatorship. Then it's about <laughs> silencing people. Funny thing is, the biggest activists have the most myopic view of the world. They don't realize how discriminatory they are to others. You want to be inclusive by asking an ESL, that's English as a second language, Saudi candidate his pronouns and gender in a job interview? Most people don't care and just want to work, but they can't be productive while triggered people keep dragging them into debates and therapy sessions. The answer for us was just to lay out the culture doc and say agree and commit, disagree and commit, or take the cash. Unfortunately, that's not enough for everyone. Someone's likely been sharing internal chat in breach of their NDA devoid of context with a journalist who we can expect to publish a hit piece in the next few days. I just want to say we welcome all and don't believe the news. We're going to keep building and hopefully do a better job of filtering up front. I think we've developed some really thoughtful policies that might not appease the woke activists but work for the other 99% of the world. So I'm hopeful that more companies will have the guts to to do things like that. I love it. Back to to the dictatorship. I love it. I love it. To say like you few little triggered people are dragging down our entire company culture and trying to destroy our organization with your petty squabbles and first world problems. And like we can't operate this way. It has to be, you know, and let the progressive institutions like the pro-abortion institutions drag themselves into oblivion with this craziness. And, you know, people who actually want to build things and do things need to purge people who who do this to businesses from their organizations or, or you're not going to be able to get absolutely. anything done absolutely i think that's lovely to hear and i would love to love to just be flying the wall in during the firings <laughs> um so a couple of weeks ago do you have anything else you'd like to because i have one more topic before we move on to the chat chat 
Go ahead. Okay. Did you you didn't do the border patrol yet? I'm, did you? Oh, oh, sorry. Thank you. Alex. Sorry, I just wanted to remind you in case you forgot. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm going to do the border patrol now. <laughs> uh, I was going to set it up with a couple of weeks ago. You heard uh, Peter Ducey asked Corrine uh, uh, Jean Pierre about this. It's been eight months uh, at this point, and we don't have a conclusion of that review. The president had wanted um, uh, accountability. He demanded it at the time. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas said that. Uh, there would be a conclusion to that review within weeks. Yeah. So why is it taking so long? And is there any urgency given the fact that you're going to, uh, the administration is now preparing for the arrival of potentially new surgeons on migrants? No, it's a it's a very good question. I don't have an update on that. Uh, Department of Homeland Security. That's where you mentioned Secretary Mayorkas. That's where that review sits. Uh, and oh, as soon as we means. have an update, I, I promise to share that, or we well they will share that. Uh, that won't, that would not come from here. I just don't have an update. But I I understand the question. James, will you tell Cyril that we're in the podcast and Mommy will be there in a few minutes? Okay. You know what he wants. I know what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> My son is yelling from the downstairs bathroom, waiting for his mother to wipe him. Okay. I'll okay. be right there. Okay. No, I'm not blaming you, Alison. Okay. So this is that right there. I'll be right there. We are almost done with the show. Is he on fire or in the bathroom? I don't know. Okay. Nice to see you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so um, so as as it turns out, of course, that it's been Fox News has broken this story that the people, the Border Patrol people, who didn't do anything wrong, who Mayorkas admitted didn't do anything wrong, who we all saw the video didn't do anything wrong, who Biden accused of strapping people, are now going to be uh, disciplined administratively for some administrative thing. So the, it's not criminal. But they're being disciplined for a phantom fraudulent thing, event, that the Biden administration made up, that Saki made up, that a bunch of Democrats made up, uh, Demo in Congress made up, saying that it was all like watching runaway slaves being whipped again, saying they whipped. And uh, so he here's Biden when asked about this by a real peach of a reporter. Mr. President, you said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. He's sending the message to Mayorkas that you better find this as a punishment. Right. We are so we're acknowledging, we're saying These people embarrassed me in front of my progressive activist friends like yep. AOC and Bernie who want open borders and you know And listen to part of what Mayorkas says. Just to go back please uh, to the images of these 
mounted border patrol officers. You said on Saturday, or rather uh, on the 20th, to ensure the Homeland Security Director. Door control. That's Peter Lucy, but the Homeland Security Director is going to. All of the horse long reins are used. The person who took these photos of the Border Patrol agents says, I've never seen them whip anyone. So why is the president out there today talking about people being strapped? So, so let me let me um, uh, let me correct uh, um, the statements in your question, if I may. It was on Friday. No, no, if, if, if I may. Um, uh, it was on Friday when I was um, actually it was on Monday, I believe, um, when I was in Del Rio uh, on the ground. Uh, and I made the statements uh, without having seen the images. I saw the images on the flight back, and I made the statement that I did with respect to what those images suggested. Um, uh, there, the horses have long reins, and uh, the image in the photograph uh, that we all saw and that horrified the nation raised serious questions about what, it, let me finish, uh, about what occurred. And of, as I stated quite clearly, it conjured up images of what has occurred in the past. Let me let me finish. Uh, there is also so the charges now that them having rains conjured up images of what has we occurred. We took in a the misleading past. picture of you that conjured up an image of something else that you had right. nothing to do with, and so now you're in trouble so for that. Because it looks like a, a, a racist chasing down a runaway slave, because Cory Bush said it was, that we're going with that now, that's what happened, and we're going to discipline the person. Let me tell you one thing else. I can't do much to the Republican Party. They don't really care about me. But if the Republicans win the House and the Senate in November, and when they're sworn in January or December, whenever they are, and the new session begins, if impeachment is not item one, I will just certainly never vote for another Republican and be happy to use my uh, not formidable clout to disparage <laughs> them at every move. They need no to. No kidding. They need to impeach the bleep out of this president, and they need to tear asunder Mayorkas and everybody else in charge of this criminal behavior, this slander, not to mention all the other stuff that they've done. That needs to be job effing one is impeach the bastards. There should be a bunch of things in the articles of impeachment. One of them should be this, for mm -hmm. punishing federal employees who are just doing their jobs because you think they made you look bad. Um, there should be an one of... The items should be the Afghanistan withdrawal mm -hmm. and the way that that was handled. Um, and the misleading explanation and cover-up, etc. Right. Uh, we should also have uh, cover the fact that um, the Biden administration admits that they knowingly attempted to suspend uh, evictions after having been told that it was illegal for the CDC to halt evictions. Right. Like, I mean, like, I could go on. There's a thousand things that they should be in trouble right. for. I... <clears throat> All right. <sighs> Let's move on to more uh, fun things, Alice. It is time for the chat chat. Let's go. Those were the days, my friends. I thought they... Oh, by the way, do you know that I am now uh, dating somebody new? Who are you dating? I'm glad you asked me that, Alice, because um, you are looking at Mr. Myra Flores. Mr. 
Oh, oh, you are Mr. Myra I am Mr. Flores. Myra Flores. like I thought she was a woman. Who won the special election, the beautiful <laughs> She Republican, is really pretty. Won the special election in a historically four and a half decades Democratic uh, district, which is not a good harbinger for the Democrats, but uh, it's wonderful. All right. You ready, homie? Let's go. Do, do, do. Fried biscuit. What it is, Tom. What it is. It's delicious. But more importantly, very more importantly, is it is uh, raw dough, biscuit dough, put it deep fried. Delicious. Mm. Heaven on earth. Delicious. It, do you, is Staple it, here in the Hoosier State. All right. But is it uh, something? Can you dip it in something? I'm a little worried that if it's just deep fried biscuits. I mean, I don't like dryness at all. Hopefully there's something to dip it in. I'm listening. I'm sure though. you can get some toppings or something. I'm listening. Uh, Corona finally got me, Tom and Alice. Uh-oh. It's Danny. Just got back from 10 days on the road, including five in Las Vegas. Oh, man. Horrible place. How do you know it's Corona, then? Maybe it was uh, any of the other unspeakable uh, events <laughs> you were at, Danny. Apparently, my two shots and my booster unionized like a bunch of baristas. Went on strike. Let my defenses down, and Corona got me. So <clears throat> all I could do is lie here and listen to episodes of Burn Barrel and my old Super Tramp records. So appreciate the entertainment. <laughs> hope all's well. Oh, poor man. I hope you feel better. Get to, what did my brother? I mean, sorry. What did the unnamed person in my life get? Take Flaxlevid. Paxlovid. Paxlovid. Get some of that, Danny. Sorry about that, but you're in good company. Anthony Fauci has COVID as well. He does too. He does. <laughs> What did I? What was I telling you? Oh, you didn't know about the border patrol thing. Somebody or, recently told me they knew like a big family group of uh, twenty-four people who went on a cruise, and ten of them came back with COVID. Even though everybody on the cruise is like required to be fully vaccinated and all this stuff. My goodness! This one goes out to the lovely Alice Shattuck. Oh wow, Wolfman Jack Alice. Van Halen, hot for teacher. Is that what it is? I don't know. I would think so. But would you even know what Hot for Teacher is? No. Sorry. Are you a teacher? No. Well, I guess I'm a homeschool teacher. Oh. I think that's it. <laughs> Sit down, Waldo. means nothing to you, does it? Nope. Nope. Nothing. We're coming! Hold on! We're almost done with the chat chat. Uh, Have you no respect I for know. what we're trying Come to do on. here? <laughs> Hi, Steve from Aramac. Hey. That Rodney Dangerfield clip you played towards the end of the show was not from Easy Money, and it was no. not from Back to School. Really? I'm certain of that. I'm not sure where it's from. It's obviously one of those mid to late 90s atrocities that Rodney released. Like uh, Ladybug. Before he shuffled off his mortal coil. Uh, thank you. Huh. Well, hmm. hold on. Let me. Do I still have it? I think it was in the shot chat, wasn't it? Do I still have it? But I think it was. I think it said Rodney on it. It was labeled. Thankfully, good job labeling. By the way, let me see if I can find it. Burt Reynolds. Why is it gone? It's got to be there. Santa Monica bike. Stephen Hughes. Where is it? Come back, Rodney. This is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, let's move on. This is important, Alice. Ah, okay. Who is it? Uh oh. There's swearing going on down there, Alice. Hey, guys. No, it's not. I don't want to miss the chat chat. Can we 
Can Who is you- it? It's right. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm seeing the big boss, Mr. Mullen. My promotion is in the bag. I can hear those wedding bells now. It sounds right, Chester, but I've heard it all before. And Matthew and I... Oh, you're right. I thought that was the woman calling him the Theodore Mellon. You're right. Good point. I don't know what it is. Uh, okay. Here we go. Hi, BBs. Les again, my second call. Oh, this I is- I should start with this one, then. <laughs> Hi, BBs. It's Les. This is the first of maybe more Collins today because you have been killing it. In your last several days of your podcast, um, what touched me to my heart today, Tom, is how you said your dad (laughs) would tolerate nothing. Your dad, your identity to your dad is what you've achieved and how you've worked. And that touches me so much in the context of your yesterday's podcast about these children and young people who are being indulged by their parents, these children and young people are just saying, well, I've decided on this sexuality, on this sexuality, on Mm -hmm. this gender identity, and this gender identity. And you played that, those, those audios. And I'm like, well, where are the parents? Where are the parents who are indulging this? And I maintain, which I've spoken to you both about before, this is some kind of Munchausen syndrome by Mm -hmm. proxy. The parents are so obsessed with their own social credibility. The parents are encouraging. That they're taking their children straight down to the devil. Well said, Leslie. Again, I'm sorry, Leslie. I'm just running running late here. Let me... uh... Let me get two more, and then we'll go. We gotta go, unfortunately. Hey, Tom, have you ever wanted to be fired from your job? I got a retweet for you. Twenty-five percent of all adult women are currently on medication for mental illness, which is quite scary, because that means seventy-five percent of them are running around untreated. (laughs) Guilty as charged. Absolutely, totally untreated. (laughs) Hey, Tom. Yeah. As a fat white cisgender male, Mm -hmm. I think you should. Present yourself as demi gloss, and your pronouns should be Scoodle and Zeppeli. <laughs> That's how to handle all of this. Aza, Aza. Aza, Aza. I love it. I love it. Well said. Now, we've got a bolt because my son is shouting at his mother to wipe my butt. <laughs> okay, um, so, I'm coming. Uh, so I'm coming. here we go. We're coming. Hold on. <laughs> no, we are not. I'm right. coming. Although, you're not when you're not have... here, he does it. I'm the guy. So. Sorry. Sorry for going to work. I apologize. Take him with you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I, I'll enjoy this at work. Uh, anyway, thanks to all of you for listening and bearing with us through me not uploading videos and um, Patreon listeners getting screwed over by Tom and just all the... Because you you screwed them out of their thing. Anyway. Anyway, we will uh, see you tomorrow and make everything right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.